Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Leela. Thank you for supporting us. Happy belated birthday to Kianch from Tadworth, UK, who turned eight on November 19th. Happy belated birthday to Ariel from Waltham, Massachusetts, who turned seven on November 19th, from Avina, your parents and grandparents. Happy belated birthday to Quinn Catherine in Cardston, Alberta, Canada, who turned five on November 25th. Your family loves you so much. Happy belated birthday to Sloan in Boulder, Colorado, who turned five on November 26th. Happy birthday from Mama and Zoe. Happy birthday to Hannah B., who is turning nine on November 28th. You are a great big sister and a joy to all your family and friends. Love Mom, Dad, Evelyn, and Connor. Happy birthday to Anna in Whitehorse, Yukon, Canada, who is turning six on November 28th. Happy birthday to Simone in New Orleans, who is turning five on November 30th and has a dog named Pancake. Happy birthday to Dev from Washington, New Zealand, who is turning five on December 1st. And happy birthday to Sawyer Rents in Greenville, South Carolina, who is turning 10 on December 4th. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Esther and Tenton met Araya, and then Esther and Araya started on their way to the Whispering Glade. The map is showing Esther the way, but she doesn't understand where they are going or why. Araya leads them along, and then suddenly they are being chased. Araya and Esther run and try to get away from what is chasing them. Will they be able to outrun it? The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 21 Run, Araya yelled. Esther didn't need to be told twice. She followed Araya as closely as she could. The pain in her legs and feet she could ignore for now. Whatever kind of creatures were surrounding them, she didn't know or want to know. She was scared, and fear has a way of making you move faster. The creatures chasing them were noisier now, the largest grunting in the most unfriendly way, while the others seemed almost happy to be giving chase. They ran through the stone-like forest on the loud, crunchy ground with little care for quiet. Esther's heavy breathing almost matched the sound of their feet. Hurry, Esther, Araya yelled. We must make the opening ahead before the creatures on our left, or we will never make it. Somehow, Esther sped up and was just about to reach Araya when she tripped. 
The ground they were running on was not level, and she tripped on what might have been branches and foliage hardened into a rock-like substance. When she was young, she was told to never run in the forest on the outskirts of Shirewood for this very reason. Esther fell hard to the ground. That hurt, she thought, but she was sure it was nothing serious, likely just a big bruise tomorrow. Araya raced over and picked her up. Are you okay? she asked. That was a bit of a nasty fall. Yes, yes, I'm okay, let's go. Falling is never fun, but her pride was hurt the most. Well, except for the limp that was taking time to work itself out. Araya ran with the grace of a runner. Esther felt she had the grace of a long-legged newborn deer. She sighed as they made it through the opening, which forced their pursuers to slow down, giving them some extra time. The forest gave way to a clearing that looked like the high ground Araya coveted. Still, with the forest opening just behind them, Esther couldn't quite understand what benefit it held. We just made it, Araya yelled. Good, maybe we have a chance. Esther was out of breath, but Araya acted like she did this every day. Maybe she did though Esther could sense the fear in Araya's voice. She seemed to be in her element. They didn't run much further until Araya abruptly stopped, causing Esther to skid on the hard, twisted grass, almost running into her. Why did you stop? Esther huffed, bending over to catch her breath. Looking at her legs, she noticed a slight tear in her pants. Her mother wouldn't be very impressed. I stopped because we have nowhere else to go, Araya said, pointing to an area just beyond where they were. Esther stood up and walked towards where Araya was pointing. Her heart sank as she took in the daunting sight before them. This was the high ground, all right. So high that it was a cliff with a sharp drop-off just beyond. In the distance was the lake, shimmering under the fading light. But while very, very close, it might as well have been on the other side of the realm. The lake seemed to taunt them with its unreachable tranquility. There has to be another way, Esther murmured, her voice barely above a whisper yet carrying the weight of their dire situation. Araya's eyes scanned the cliff's edge, searching for any sign of a path or a hidden passage. The distant growls of their pursuers were a reminder of the peril nipping at their heels. Esther knew they couldn't turn back. Forward was the only way. As Esther and Araya stood at the edge of the cliff, their minds racing for solutions, the ominous sounds of their pursuers grew louder. They had sped up. Then, suddenly bursting through the wall of trees, the creatures emerged, 
sending shards of rock-like branches flying everywhere. Their eyes were gleaming with the look of success. Scalix, Araya said with disgust. Then the ground rumbled as another creature approached. The creature was covered in thick, rugged scales that shimmered in muted shades of green and brown. Its wide-set eyes sat atop a broad, snub-nosed snout, from which emanated deep, gurgling noises. Its powerful limbs, though squat and sturdy, ended in webbed feet. In the distance could be heard the rustling of chickalores. Araya stood protectively in front of Esther, her body tense and ready. There's no way past them. In all my life, I have never seen such a congregation of creatures, she whispered, her eyes darting around for any sliver of hope. The creatures inched closer, their growls reverberating through the air. Esther and Araya slowly moved backwards towards the cliff's edge, trying to give themselves some distance from the creatures. Just as the situation seemed most dire, a stroke of luck, as unpredictable as fate itself, intervened. The edge of the cliff, strained under the weight of the confrontation, began to crumble. Rocks and dirt tumbled down the steep slope, and before they could react, the ground beneath Esther and Araya gave way. With a startled cry, they found themselves sliding down the cliff's face, a whirlwind of dust and debris accompanying their descent. The creatures, caught off guard, skittered back, howling in frustration as their prey escaped right before their eyes. The slide was an uncontrolled, chaotic mess. Esther clung to Araya, her heart pounding in her chest. They dodged sharp rocks, the world a blur around them. Luckily, for the most part, the ground was softer than the route from which they had come. Finally, with a final jolt, they landed in a heap at the bottom, not far from the banks of the lake. Breathless, Esther and Araya slowly got to their feet. They were battered, covered in dirt, but miraculously unharmed. Above them, the creatures roared in anger and disappointment, their chance at capture lost. Slowly, begrudgingly, they retreated, leaving Esther and Araya alone at the bottom of the cliff. Can you walk? Araya asked. Esther took a couple of tentative steps, unsure if she could. Though shaky, somehow her legs worked. Esther, catching her breath, looked over at Araya with a mix of relief and confusion. Yes, I don't know how, but I can move. Esther was so relieved she almost let out a laugh. Why won't they come near the lake? Esther asked, her eyes scanning the serene waters, 
so starkly contrasting with the chaos they had just escaped. They might have been able to follow us down the cliff easily. Araya shrugged. I don't know, Esther. These creatures are full of surprises and not the good kind, she replied, her gaze fixed warily on the top of the cliff. The map is glowing again, Araya said, pointing to Esther's bag. It must be reacting to the lake. Let's walk over to the edge, towards that outcropping, Araya said, pointing to a raised area that would provide some shelter as they took some needed rest. Esther sat at the water's edge, her fingers idly trailing in the cool water. Maybe there's something about the lake, something they fear or can't tolerate, she mused aloud. The tranquility of the lake seemed like a protective barrier, an inexplicable safe haven from their relentless pursuers. Araya joined her, watching the ripples in the water. I think so, she said thoughtfully. There must still be some good magic here, some remnants of what once was. These lands are old, Esther, older than any of us can imagine. There are mysteries here that we might never understand. Esther nodded, her mind racing with possibilities. Well, for now, I'm just grateful for whatever is keeping them at bay. We need a break. She gave a small, weary smile. Araya returned the smile. The two sat in silence for a moment the gentle lapping of the lake's waters offering a brief respite as they gathered their thoughts for the challenges yet to come. Here, drink this, Araya said, pulling her water sack from her bag. You need to drink and eat. Esther took a drink and had to stop herself from drinking all the water. Thank you. I bet you wished you were back in Shirewood now, Araya said with a laugh. My mother's stew would taste great now, and my bed would feel so great to lie on. And to think I used to complain about that and a great many other things. It hasn't been long since I left, but it feels like many cycles. I feel different too, like I have seen and experienced enough for a lifetime. Being constantly chased by the creatures of the glade will do that to you, how are your skinny legs? Araya said, her sarcasm returning. Esther had almost forgotten about the pain in her muscles. She could feel all her muscles twitching, like they were protesting all the work they were forced to do. They hurt, but for some reason they keep moving. I don't know how you can run so well. Maybe I should have chased my little brother down the pathways near our house more often. But few in Shirewood do such activities anymore. It's all about practical things. We don't hunt, and the kingdom is peaceful. The body is remarkable in the way it adapts. You will get there eventually. I have been running like this most of my life. When I was younger, I had little choice. It was either run or be run over by these annoying chickalores. Later, I was chosen to be a knight 
for reasons I am only now starting to understand. As I got older and stronger, I did the chasing. But until recently, the Chickalors were nothing more than a nuisance, and the Scalix kept their distance. Since your arrival, they have become much more aggressive. My arrival? Like I am something special, Esther said humbly. My teachers all said I would amount to nothing if I didn't study harder. Araya's expression turned solemn, her eyes locking with Esther's. You have no idea. Esther, there's something about you, something deeply intertwined with the fate of our realm. Before Araya could finish, the soft glow from Esther's bag became increasingly bright. Esther reached in and pulled out the map from Gimbel's book. The moment her fingers brushed against it, the map glowed brighter, its light pulsating like a gentle heartbeat. As Esther held the map, the surface of the lake began to stir. The water rippled as if being affected by an unseen breeze, and the air around them vibrated with a silent, expectant energy. Araya, her eyes wide with astonishment, watched as Esther became the focal point of this extraordinary phenomenon. Esther, what's happening? Araya whispered, a mixture of awe and uncertainty in her voice. Uh, uh, I don't know, Esther replied, her gaze transfixed on the changing lake. The water's surface shimmered, transforming into a mirror-like sheen. Images started to form, swirling mists, ancient symbols, and cryptic patterns, as if the lake itself was communicating. Esther felt a deep connection, a sense of being drawn into the lake's depths. The images became clearer and more coherent. They were messages, Esther realized, revelations meant specifically for her. The lake, through the good magic of the map, was imparting wisdom, guiding her, acknowledging her unique role in the fate of this realm. Araya could only watch in silent wonder, sensing the significance of this moment. This was no ordinary occurrence. It was a communion between Esther and the essence of the land they journeyed through. The realization that the elders were right, that the prophecy Araya had thought was nonsense, looked to be coming true. That Esther was indeed special, pivotal to the destiny of this mystic realm, became undeniably clear. As the message from the lake concluded, the water calmed, returning to its tranquil state. Esther lowered the map, her eyes reflecting a newfound understanding and purpose. She turned to Araya, her expression a blend of determination and awe. I know what we need to do next, Esther said, her voice steady, yet imbued with the weight of the revelation she had just received. We need to travel to the starlit summit of Eldoria. 
we will meet our guide there, who will take us to my father. And that's the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>